couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. You are listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. All right, hey guys, um, welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And thank you for tuning in. So Brittany, how's your week going so far? It's going well, no complaints. I'm very productive, getting things Good. done. We got a new logo. Yeah. Um, nice up. little we have promo. New pictures. Yes, marketing material. You know, we're leveling up out here. Level up, <laughs> level up, level up, level up. Yeah, yes. so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, everything came out really well. So I'm just happy that we're able to push it out and it's going to be a strong second season. Yes. And um, yeah, we're going to be bigger and better. Yeah, so everyone go to our social media page. Yeah. Yes. and check out the revamp logo mm-hmm. check out our photos yes um, let us know what you think at black and behind the scenes on everything facebook mm-hmm. and instagram yes yeah and follow us so how about your week um my week's pretty good my weekend was good too very productive as well mm-hmm. um got some stuff done got some marketing material done some promo stuff done so yeah i'm excited yeah it's cool cool are you gonna watch the emmys tonight it comes on. um yeah i'll yeah. check it out yeah because a lot of cool things are happening with the emmys yeah so so far uh i wouldn't say a lot but some black people have won so far you yes, know the I've emmy always that. um gives out awards for things that they don't show during that broadcast that night. So, so far, Samara Wiley mm-hmm. has won an Emmy for her role in The Handmaid's Tale. Nice. Um, Ron Cephas Jones, his um, role as Sterling K. Brown's father on This Is Us. He oh, won yeah. for Best yeah, Guest him. Actor in a Drama Series. Well-deserved, yes. Yep. Um, RuPaul won for... Oh, um, Drag Race, which I love. Yeah, I love Drag Race. Love yes. Drag Race. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Okay, yes, she, won she did. For guest actress for Saturday Night Live. Nice. Uh, and Cat Williams won for guest actor in nice. a comedy series for Atlanta. Because you know what though, that he was hilarious in that episode of Atlanta. See, I haven't seen it yet, and what? yeah, I know, I know, guys, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm I'm getting better. I'm going I'm going to be better this season. Okay. Yo, I, I'm glad he won because that was that was really funny. He really? was really. I'm just not surprised. It's freaking Cat Williams, yeah. and I'm sure that you heard all the news about him this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shade, yeah. him yeah. in the shade, and all yeah. that. Yeah, we heard. <laughs> um. So, but we're excited to see who wins later on tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, Tracy Ellis Ross and um. Issa Rae are both up for, um, what's that, Best Actress, Lead Actress in a Comedy comedy Series. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm hoping that at least Tracy or one of them win because every year, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, you know, always takes home the Emmys Mm -hmm. for Veep. Mm -hmm. And this year, she's not a contender due to um, timing. Okay. But, um... Yeah, so I'm hoping that one of them will win. Yeah. You know, Sterling K. Brown, we're hoping he get his second Emmy. Absolutely. He um, does a fantastic job. I love him. Who else will we, who we rooting for? Because we're rooting for everybody. Black. black. Everybody. <laughs> um, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony um, um, Anderson. Anderson, Anderson mm-hmm. for, you know, Blackish. Um, Brian, Tyreek Henry, Titus, Burgess, they're all up Oh, for, love Titus. He's yes. so funny. Mm-hmm. That that Beyonce lemonade parody that he did was the best. Best. Oh, hands down. 
Yeah. So we, we got some we got some good stuff going on. And All right. We're rooting for everybody. Black will definitely be keeping our eye out for the Emmys tonight. Yeah, I'll definitely keep it on in the background. Although I feel award shows are very boring. Um, but I will I will tune in to watch to see who wins because I am interested in seeing everybody black win. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's our <laughs> year, man. Yeah, it is. You know. So let's see if they do right by us this time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, so it's time to jump into the industry rundown. It's some cool stuff that I have on the plate for you guys to catch you up on. Um, so NBC, uh, NBC, sorry, <laughs> gave a script. Um, they're currently deciding on whether or not they're going to move forward with this script. Basically, Ben Simmons and LeBron James, um, they have a comedy about, it's a siblings comedy um, about Ben Sim- Simmons' family. It's a multi-ethic family, and it's called a siblings comedy, Brotherly Love. Not to be confused with the movie Brotherly Love that was um, that came out a couple years ago, but this is mostly based on the siblings of Ben Sim- Simmons and his multi-ethnic family. His mother is Australian, and his father is black. So this will be interesting to see the dynamic because I don't believe we've ever seen um, a white white and black couple forefront in a series um raising a multicultural family before correct me if i'm wrong um <laughs> <laughs> you know what off the top of the dome i don't uh i don't know yeah so so this will be interesting to see okay and the person who also who's helping out with this is courtney kang and she's from um fresh off the boat so yes. i'm um suspecting that this is going to be similar to fresh off the boat instead of um an asian family this will be more so a multi-cultural um, family um, so i'm mm, mm. not feeling it i don't know okay okay so ben simmons is the guy who um i don't know if you've seen his documentary i saw it on hbo um one and done he I'm did. not really into sports, so yeah, when I saw this, I was like, okay, let me Google this guy, and yeah. I got a little information, so I knew nothing about so sports. So he did one year <laughs> of college um, basketball, and then went into the pros, because you know, college, they have that rule, or the NBA has that rule, you have to do, do one I do know year that. Right. of college sports to be eligible for the draft, mm-hmm. and he kind of wasn't really into school, because he knew he wasn't there for a degree, he was only there for ball, for to play ball. Okay. Am I interested? No, he's not acting. No, it's based off this family. Yeah, no, he's not actually in it. I think he's going to be a part of it as far as telling the story, as far as maybe narration, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it hasn't been picked up yet. They're just optioning this. You know, it's just like an idea that's thrown out there because LeBron James is doing so much and people are picking up so many of his scripts and, you know, he's getting so many development deals and things like that going on. So this is just one of the many that LeBron James has in the pot coming out. So we'll see. We'll We'll keep an eye on it. I need to see a trailer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) We'll we'll keep our eyes out on it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll let you guys know what's coming up if the trailer comes out. So, um, on to the next. Um, so I've heard that possibly Jordan Peele is in talk to remake, um, Clive Baker's Candyman. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that is right on brand with Jordan Peele's whole horror and kind of suspense kind of thing he has going on right Mm -hmm. now. Um, me personally, Candyman scared the hell out of me. So, um, this came out back in 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring Tony Todd. I don't know anybody else was afraid of this guy like I was. But and what else has he been in since then? Okay, so he's been in a lot of other horror movies that I've never watched. 
Because I did look. Because I wanted to see what else he was in. Like, can I? So, yeah, but he did he's a lot of horror movies. He's only known for Candyman. I think to our community, he's only known as Candyman. But I think to others, they may know him in other horror things. Because oh, okay. I'm not really into that okay. scare, okay. freak you out kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, um, Candyman. Yeah, yeah. Candyman. Let, how about nice you say, say that five times in the mirror? If Candyman <laughs> was in the sunken place. And then he, like, kills black men in the sunken place. What? No. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I'm just trying to merge the movies. Trying to merge oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not what a What if fan. it's a revenge? Well, you know. Wasn't it, the first one, like, a revenge? Wasn't it based off, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I really, I, I remember Candyman to a certain extent. I was really young when that came out, so. Well, the thing is, Jordan Peele did so good with um writing and directing mm-hmm. um get out right like everybody is just looking at him anxious to yeah. see what he's going to do next so mm-hmm. even though i'm not necessarily interested in seeing candy man being done over yeah i am interested to see what take he's going to do on it what what spin is gonna be on that i can tell you this i'm not gonna see it in the theaters only because I'm a scaredy cat. I'm not going to the theater to go see this, okay? I'm going to sit at home, you know, lock doors, lock windows, you know. I feel a little bit more comfortable. I'll wait till it comes out. Kind of like what I did with um, Get Out because I saw that at home, too. I I couldn't take it. Um, Oh, my gosh. You know, it was too much. Okay. It scares me to this day, okay? Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. What's next? All right. I'm still kind of on a horror note, I guess to say. Um, some sad and unfortunate news is that, um, so if anybody knows, Discovery Communications, well, now it's called Discovery because they're more tech-based company. Um, they're, they were based in, um, downtown Silver Spring, but as of, what, two weeks ago, um, they recently announced that they will be relocating to New York for their headquarters. And unfortunately, they will be laying off 200 employees. Yeah. Um, so that's really going to affect our area because I know downtown Silver Spring was really based off that that market and mm-hmm. feeling the need mm-hmm. of having all those employees there with the, the food that's down there, just going shopping, the money mm-hmm. that was coming mm-hmm. in out of the city downtown is really going to affect it. But um, it's hard um, to really hear this news. I'm not surprised only because this has been happening in the industry also throughout this past couple years. Um, As of last November, I don't know if anybody remembers this, ESPN laid off 150 employees. I think with what's going on with cable and how the digital era is coming in with um, the linear moving out and digital moving more so in with the Netflix and the Hulu um, being more of a popular thing with younger people and just people in general jumping more so on the digital side that these cable companies have to kind of jump on board with that as well mm-hmm. and kind of conform to that and make things a little bit streamlined. Um, it doesn't take as many people to produce digital series or, you know, things like that as it did with cable. So I mean, and not only that, it's cheaper to outsource a whole television show or Any program mm-hmm. um, to a production company, a smaller production company, um, than it is to produce it on your own because then you have to hire those producers Absolutely. with a company like Netflix. I mean, not Netflix, with Discovery. Of course, all those people were on payroll. So we're talking about mm-hmm. HR. We're talking about right. benefits, salaries. Yeah. Um, we're talking about overhead with just the building and the cost itself to run mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your facility. Right. So it's cheaper to outsource those things. And I know a lot of major companies 
who have started to outsource yeah. their production work to these right. smaller production hubs, which is a benefit mm-hmm. to those who um, have original programming ideas or who can have the capability to produce network type of programming because you can get those jobs. It's available for yeah. you. Yeah, that's um, true. So it's kind of like a, a, a switch off. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's how I feel about it. I feel that it's dying, a dying part of the industry is is dying out, fizzling out. But a new era is coming in, and a new robust. It's it's scary because no one really knows what it's going to look like and what you know the future is going to bring. But it also opens a lot of opportunities for new creatives to come into the field and more opportunities. In my opinion, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, but it's definitely as far as Discovery leaving here, they made that announcement um, last year as well. Mm-hmm. But as yeah. far as them leaving this area, I think that's going to be a, a, a major um, setback yeah. at least for the um, the employees or yeah. the workers in this in this industry. Absolutely. Because things are already tight as is right. in the D.C. area mm-hmm. and it's going to get tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And so my advice to anyone who's currently working at, you know, working at Discovery or maybe working in the D.C. area market, my personal opinion is I say if you're young enough or your family you can move them New York and L.A. are the two best places for you to go to right now. That's just, again, my opinion. Um, but that's where a lot of the work is being done. That's where a lot of things are happening, a lot of opportunities. So if you do have the chance or can't do that, I would highly consider relocating. Do we know if they offered any of their employees to move to uh, New York for their roles? Um, I'm not 100% sure. Mm, yeah. Okay, that would be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so right. yeah, good luck to everyone. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, and next up, um, I found this extremely interesting. Um, maybe you guys have already heard about this, but Viola Davis recently came out and said that she regrets her role in the movie The Help. Mm, yeah, let that sink in for a second, okay? <laughs> um, I was absolutely shocked um, that she came out and admitted this in public, only because normally when I feel that, you know, black actors we hardly get enough roles as it is. And like, so normally when stuff like a kind of an opinion like this, that you regret a role or something like that, it will come out later in your career. Mm. Um, and not, I was just shocked that she actually admitted it um, and came out, but I'm glad that she did because it's, it's the truth. And um, because the, the movie did get a lot of criticism and she stated that the movie's white savior narrative let down the critical perspective of the black maids that the story should have been centered around. So if any of you all remember, I'm pretty sure you've seen The Help by now, at least. Um, It was mostly based off the main character, Emma Stone, um, and just her basically writing a book or yeah writing a book and she going off her going off to New York and becoming a great writer and the maids were kind of you know those the black characters were like secondary to the story and just like you know, not really... I can see that, but to me... Okay, so two things. I really like The Help. And for me, Emma Stone wasn't as a standout character as Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer. I just like, think because they're, they're stronger. They're stronger actors. actors. But to me, like, I didn't necessarily think that this movie... Although I know it was about this girl writing the book. Mm-hmm. Because it's based off the book, The Help. Mm-hmm. Um... I did think it was the story about the mates. However, I see what she's saying that it didn't necessarily... The narrative wasn't from the perspective of the mates. Mm -hmm. 
but that's not what the book was about. You see what I'm saying? I get it. So it's not like we can come back and say, oh, we should have wrote in some different perspectives or different narratives to give the maids a voice. The book, the movie was based on the book about the woman who wrote the book. Right. So so let me say this. So I get so okay, I get that point. I totally get that. But I think what what Viola Davis is basically saying is that she also stated that she could not she didn't so for now moving forward in her career, she said that she is not going to take on any roles that she does not fully want to um uh promote. So okay. she, so that's kind of where she's coming from. She's like, so is this a film that I can get behind 110% and feel comfortable with promoting this? And I agree. I mean, yeah. as an actress, you should want to have that um, discretion in choosing your roles. Right. I know there are probably several actors who regret picking roles oh, yeah. um, that they can compromise their yeah. talent or their integrity or whatever. Um, We've all been there in yeah, our careers and fields Just in everywhere. your career, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we all have. So... I, I get what she's saying, but I also think that the help helped to bolster her career. Absolutely. So her role in that movie, I don't think she would be... Now, she's a phenomenal actress, mm -hmm. but I think that really like catapulted her. Fun so I don't think she should regret that. I, I, I get both sides of the coin. That's what all I can say. I do. Yeah. I get it. I get where she's coming from. I get where you're coming from in your point of view with that. So I totally agree with both sides. But I will say this also. Ava DuVernay also chimed in and stated that she not only worked as the PR rep for that movie to help, but that is the reason why she quit PR to start making films. Because she felt the same way that Viola Davis felt um, about the narrative that was being told within that movie. And she felt that it should have been a different perspective with that. So I guess it's more so, like we said, like the hindsight, like when you're out there promoting this movie mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. doing this, like, is this, is this bettering our community? Is this helpful for the perspectives that people have on black people within America or outside of the United States, you know? So are, are we feeding the same images over and over again to this, to the same narrative that they keep us in or this little box that they keep us in as maids or as slaves or, you know, just certain point of views that, that's there versus the 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 meat of the actual story, right? Of the actual, yeah. And you know what I, I, yeah. I get what everybody is saying, but the movie was based on the book. <laughs> that's my only problem. Okay. Like, do y'all understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I do. I do. It was based on the book. So, like, if you had a problem with that, <laughs> then that was something that was well known in the beginning. And I, I completely understand what everyone is saying mm -hmm. and their whole perspective on that. And I think it's valid, but to me, this is not something that was just like out of the blue or something that they were blindsided with. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I don't know. I mean, but if that's what catapulted Ava DuVernay's career, mm -hmm. that movie and her decision of saying, okay, you know what? Nah, this ain't working for me no right. more. I'm all for that because she's been producing great work. Since. That's how I felt, you know. So, after I saw that, I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Well, we had to sacrifice, you know, a bad, you know, a, a horrible, you know, decision for a role or a regret to get Ava DuVernay." I mean, hey, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, so. that's how I feel. We 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 win. We win. <laughs> right. We win. We win. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, and that wraps up industry rundown. <laughs> So,
So, it's time for the spotlight, and today's honoree is Kid Fury. Kid Fury um, started as a YouTube vlogger. He's a comedian, um, co-host of the popular podcast, The Read. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he has just announced this summer that he is partnering with Lena Waithe yes. to produce a 30-minute dark comedy series on HBO. Um, nice. That follows a 20-something gay guy tackling adulthood in New York City while managing his undiagnosed clinical depression. And from the articles that I was reading about this um, new series, it's probably going to, it seems to be loosely based on um, Kid Fury's real life. Yeah, at least that's what I picked up from what he said, um, what he's been talking about. The little bit that he talks about, he doesn't like to boast and brag about himself, but this is fantastic, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm interested to see this because I couldn't think of any um, major programming on any major networks about um, gay black guys. Not besides the logo which used to do um noah's art i love noah's art that was my everything I just oh love, i love noah's art i really love noah's art <laughs> i'm telling yes. you like super good television mm-hmm. program this, it was this segment is not about noah's art it's not i could go on we're going back that yeah. <laughs> but yeah but yeah so um i think is i think that's very cool that they're partnering together Absolutely. To, to, to bring this. I mean, we always mm-hmm. are seeing HBO has that one. They have a couple of shows about gay white guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we need to see some gay black men. Absolutely. For them to tell their story, their perspective, and also about um, the fact that it's about depression also yep. and factored in that. Mm-hmm. So kind of get people um, a better understanding of... Um, mental health and having that conversation and I see more and more people coming out and wanting to talk about it and expressing within our community since it's so taboo mm-hmm. to um, talk about mental health issues to be able to address this in a cinematic way probably mm-hmm. a little comedy you know mm-hmm. throw a little comedy in there to get you to better understand um, mental health issues and just the stigma around that yeah so we can't wait to see it we, yeah, we're I'm big excited. fans of Kid Fury yes, and the Reed absolutely. and the Way. Mm-hmm. so those two together it, I'm guarantee is going to be a success so congratulations congratulations to Kid Fury um and then that's all I have for the spotlight for today okay Our favorite segment. Well, at least my favorite segment. It's I like my favorite talking. segment. You know, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love spoiler alert. I love spoiler alert. Love the intro to it, too. Um, <laughs> okay, so I don't know. Um, so this is kind of like in the rumor mill, but word on the street is that um, BET is gearing up to produce um, a salt and pepper biopic. Yeah, yeah, that's in the rumor mill. And yeah. you know what though, I'm not bad. I'm not mad about this. BET has really, um, I guess, shaped itself to be a contender for as far as biopics are concerned, mm-hmm. um, because they had huge success with the new edition story that yeah. gave them huge ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, and just recently, the Bobby Brown story, right, which was a two-part miniseries produced. Um, by the same production company, Jesse Collins Entertainment. Okay. Um, was um, a couple of weeks ago the Bobby Brown mm-hmm. story came out. Right. 
I think they're doing pretty good as far as making biopics. So if they if haven't messed it up, you know, I, mean, I you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's doing pretty well. It's doing pretty well, and I think it's because I think it's several factors that are distinguishing them from making great, or I don't want to say great, there may be a little <laughs> <laughs> good biopics yeah. <laughs> versus Lifetime's biopics, right? right. Okay. Yeah, a so, lot better, definitely. So let's just look at some of the, the, the differences here. Okay. Um, the Bobby Brown story and the New Edition story right. um, were all, like I said, produced by the same production company, Jesse Collins Entertainment, which is a black production company. Mm-hmm. This was on a black network, mm-hmm. although not really black because it's on our Viacom and we don't want to go down that rabbit right but um the directors the writers for both of the films have been black okay yeah so and in addition to that the um the people who the storylines are centered around the addition Bobby Brown have all been very active in their participation in the direction of the movie. Right. Or, or yeah. giving their input Absolutely. on like, this is how we did this. This mm-hmm. one went down at that point in yeah. time. Right. Um, to be able to help narrate or navigate that script to accurately right. depict their lives. Right, yeah. right. And you know what? And they've been choosing pretty good actors to play the role. So um, for the Bobby Brown story, Woody McCain, he reprised his role right. as Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. From the audition. Yep, from yeah, the audition. I didn't think um, Gabrielle Dennis, who played Whitney, I didn't think she did a bad job. That's I, good. I, I, I thought she did, you know, pretty well to mm-hmm. play Whitney. Um, the director for the Bobby Brown story, his name is Kyle Adrian Scott. And he is originally from New Orleans, NYU grad who studied under um, Spike Lee. Okay, nice. So they, I mean... They're getting some people out there, right? You okay, they're getting so good. They're, they're getting good talent to be able to produce and to execute this properly, right? That's what that is. That's what it Got is. is. The you formula, know? get it right. That and if, if, I think like if they're going to do the same, like just keep on with that same formula mm-hmm. that we've done with the two, because now you've garnered people's attention, right? Yeah, so they we, see yeah. that this is good work, right? And they're interested in seeing more. Absolutely. If gonna do a salt and pepper one, I'd be interested in seeing that one. Yeah, I'll be interested in seeing that too. I mean, especially since, you know, um, female rap and hip hop, I guess, is coming to the forefront yet again. It's like it comes through in cycles. Like every 10 years, you have a female in C and then it goes away. Then it, But it's coming back now with the Cardi B's, the Nicki Minaj's, the City Girls, Cash Doll. It's kind of like this big reprise of female rap. But I mean, if you're going to do a salt and pepper biopic, are you going to do Queen Latifah? Are you going to do MC Light? That's what I want to know. Mm. I mean, because they, you know, those were also very strong female MCs that I feel that, that deserve their um, own show or their, you know, biopics. Okay, but so here's the thing about biopics, though. I think you can only get a biopic if, you, if you've had a lot of drama in your life. What drama, no, let me say notable drama. What notable drama has Queen Latifah given us or MC Light? Now, new addition, man, we know they got some juicy gossip up in there. Bobby Brown, oh, we know he got some tales to tell. Who? But Queen Latifah? I want to know. Queen Latifah? I do. I want to know. 
want to know more about Queen Latifah. She keeps everything so hidden and like so. Maybe like a documentary you know, miniseries. Yeah, I would love to see something. Not I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it's going to be a salt and pepper one, I want to see other female MCs highlighted as well. That's all I'm saying. I feel you, but yeah, no. Nah. It has to be I juicy. Mean, it has to be. It has to be something where you be like, oh man. But wait, but I what know. is so juicy about Salt and Pepper though? Okay, so you know they kind of broke up because Salt wanted to be the whole Christian vibe and right, right. So I figure like, I mean, it's a girl group. They had drama. Okay. Yeah, and I guess what Pepper was dating, um, Tretch. Tretch. From uh, Naughty by Nature, and I'm sure that's a story within itself. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's some stories to be to be unearthed, Miss Peppa, in, in, in the Salt and Pepper story. So, I mean, as long as Lifetime ain't producing it, we all for it. The best Lifetime movie that they produced about um, a black singer was probably, as far as Rotten Tomatoes is called. <laughs> What did they say? First of all, let me let you know that the Aaliyah movie, the Michelle, the Tony Braxton, and the Whitney movie, um, all got very low scores oh. on Rotten Tomato, deservingly so. Yeah, I can um, see that. But Tony Braxton got the got the most at fifty nine percent approval rating, and I figured because that was the only one of those four movies that had a black director. Yeah, and I think Tony Braxton had a lot to do with that film, also her yeah, input. So I, I watched bad. it. I remember that one. That was really good. Bad. All the other directors for the movie were white. Okay, the one for Aaliyah that was horribly bad. Oh no, I wasn't. I was, was not going to. Well, I was not even going to entertain. That was that. awful from A to Z. The director was white. There was no input or no consideration, no nothing from the family or friends. And no the shade, actors. Wendy Williams produced it. And you know what? The like, actors no, no, and, okay, no. Okay, so no shade to this one, too. Angela Bassett directed the Whitney movie. Now, I didn't think the Whitney was, movie was that bad. No, I think I watched that. I think, I can't remember. It was kind of blurry, but yeah, I think, because Yaya DaCosta was in it. And she, I, yeah. thought, she did, I yeah. thought she did a great job. I love job. her. Now, but if we're comparing... The Lifetime movies to what BET has done so far. Oh, there's far no comparison. Yeah. No. No, there's no comparison. No. It's, yeah, it's apples and oranges. Yeah. No. Like, and no. I, you know what? And I think, and I'm going to say this, I think the only reason why is so much better is because there's a black production company oh, absolutely. behind the producing of these films. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because so, we're telling our own stories how it should be anyway. I mean, you can't have someone else telling our stories because you're not going to get the essence of you know, the actual, I mean, come on, who didn't grow up on New Edition and Bobby Brown and you know what I'm saying? So these are the same people that probably, that know more about it and like the group on the music. So you're going to be extra excited to get that, you know, that good information and infuse the juices that are needed to make a great story versus someone that just got handed a script and say, okay, produce this. Right. Okay. So, well, that's all I had to, you know, talk about today on Spoiler Alert was, uh, I love it. Yeah. And let's see when it's gonna be announced because like I said, this is word on the street, so we're giving you guys the tea. Like the juicy and exclusive. Exclusive. So that when it is confirmed. Yeah. So you know, hey, 
Antoinette and Brittany said that all mm-hmm. black and behind the scenes. So yeah, you guys ain't tuned in. Let me tell y'all, we be up on stuff. Just we like do, how- girl. They just don't know. Like we know our just <laughs> like how we told y'all last week about the whole Kenya Bear story. Yes. And what happened? What did he come out and oh, say? Oh yeah, he came out with that article. And what was it? Was it what article was it? It was in a Variety. I'm I don't remember. Out, but yeah, he came out and talked about why he left ABC and the reasons behind it. And it, yeah, so yeah, and you we, said exactly that before mm-hmm. he came out. Absolutely, we be knowing these things. Absolutely, y'all. we do. We we just not you know the Hollywood reporters where he did okay. and he said why I quit Disney. Yep. Yeah. Check that out, guys. So. I mean, I think that's more of a reason why you should be listening to us. Absolutely. We, we know what we're talking about. Like, we know what we're talking about. We we've been experience. in this industry. We've done this. Like, we're, we kind of know the signals and kind of, you know, we know the keys and when things happening and why things stop, um, why productions get halted. You know, we have the inside scoop. So definitely tune in. Yeah, so... Um... That's all for us today, Yeah, that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we want to also give a shout-out to everybody in the Carolinas. We hope that you guys are safe and that this hurricane didn't cause too much damage or, you know, everyone's safe and, um, you know, just be safe, guys. (laughs) I just, yeah, it's raining here um, in the DMV. We're catching some of the rain. It was not as bad as they predicted it to be, but I know it did hit the Carolinas pretty hard, and I believe the death toll... Um, has gone up. Yeah, yeah. last time I saw it was eleven. Okay, so yeah. So not too, too. Yeah, are keeping everyone in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Um, that everyone, like Antoinette said, is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the most important part. Absolutely. Um, material things are important, but they can be recovered. Um, but Absolutely. your life cannot be. But we're definitely yeah. praying, praying, and um, have you guys in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. For, um this season in life so um yeah on that note on that note guys thank you for tuning in to black and behind the scenes don't forget to follow us on instagram like us on facebook and subscribe to us on our multiple we're on multiple Multiple. platforms now so if you like itunes jump over to itunes soundcloud jump over to soundcloud listen to us over there you like google play go listen to us on google play wherever you want to listen to podcasts Check us out. Um, this is a great time to listen to us, whether you're commuting home, whether you're cooking. Just tune on, just listen to us, and the, you know, pay attention to what we got to say. Yeah, yeah, and one more thing. <laughs> if you guys have any commentary or you agree or disagree with anything that yes. <laughs> and I have, or you want to add in your two cents as well, email us at blackandbehindthescenes yes. at gmail.com. It's we welcomed. Read your letter here on the podcast mm-hmm. we want to be engaged with y'all absolutely we want y'all to send us some letters so let us know how you felt about the bobby brown biopic yeah. or the new edition story mm-hmm. or what you thought about viola davis's comments about the help yeah um, did you guys feel it or not yeah just let us know or um reach out to us on instagram yep. follow us and then just leave a comment down below on one of our videos and we'll check it out and read it on um on air for sure. Okay, guys. All right. Well, until, until next time. Yes. Until next time. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And thank you for listening to Black and Behind the Scenes.